Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Let's uh, let's get it going here. Here we go. So uh, we're reading um, Matthew chapter twenty-three as we continue this uh, journey through the New Testament in a year. We are uh, about uh, on the closing chapters of Matthew Matthew's Gospel, and uh, kind of getting into the heat of it, right, Matthew? Um, kind of closing out the latter days and weeks of Jesus' life. And so the intensity of the book uh, ratchets up significantly. And um, verse 20, or chapter 23 is no exception. It's the, uh, the woes, a bunch of woes. The, uh, um, he's going to unleash some woes. So, yeah, yeah. I was saying, if you have a if you have a way to kind of describe what we're doing here, I'd love to hear it because I'm trying to like write like an introduction, and I, you know, obviously, prayer, reading, scripture. But, but what are we doing? What is this? I need to know that so I can put it on the podcast, and I try to get this going. So anyway, all right, enough of that. Matthew chapter 23. Um, good morning, Irene. Good morning, Janine, Paul. Good morning, Sandy. Good morning. Great to have all you guys on. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. It's interesting. I mean, Jesus is kind of affirming their um, place, their their office, though he doesn't appreciate their um, what they're doing with their office. He still respect, respects the office, you know. Moses see he helps inter they their best case Pharisees help interpret the word of God for the people and apply it, help them apply it to daily life. That's the ultimate goal. Of religious leaders, they sit in Moses' seat. Um, so he affirms the office, but their practice is is problematic. So you must be careful to do everything they tell you. See, respects the office, but do no, do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. They ain't doing it. They tie up heavy cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them so they're making other people practice what they preach we're all guilty of that sometimes right to our kids don't do as I do do as I say do that's what the Pharisees were doing <laughs> that's exactly what the Pharisees were doing do what I do do what I tell you to do not what I do verse 5 Good morning, Trish. 
Good morning, Mr. Butch. Everything they do is done for people to see. They make their phylacteries, which is these, you know, things that they wear, wide and tassels on their garments long. They love the place of honor at banquets and the most important seats in the synagogues. They love to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to be called rabbi by others. They love all that external stuff. Oh, hello, Father. Hello, Rabbi. Hello, pa Pastor. Hello, um, Elder. Hello, hello, hello. Have this nice seat. Here, sit in the front of the table. They love all that. Verse 8. But you are not to be called Rabbi, for you have one teacher. And you are all brothers. And do not call anyone on earth Father, for you have one Father, and he is in heaven. Nor are you to be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Messiah. The greatest among you will be your servant, for those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Hmm. Now, I, I, th I think it's pretty obvious Jesus is talking about more than just using those words, obviously. We have instructors in all kinds of things. Uh, it's not, it's not, he's, he's driving home a, a bigger point. Again, it's a little hyperbolic, right? It's a little bit of hyperbole that don't, don't put these people in, um, these high places in your life ahead of God. You can have respect and honor for an office, but don't put people ahead of God in your life, no matter what their role is, whether they're pastors or rabbis or teachers or instructors or whatever. God should always be number one. Don't put these individual human um, authorities in the place of God. And that's this point, right? Verse 12 is a summary. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Humility should, should, be, uh, should guide the, the life and mind of Jesus and of Jesus' followers, I should say. Verse 13. Woe to you. So this is where the woes start. Woe. Woe. Just woe. Is where he's he gonna go. He's gonna go right now. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. Now Jesus is shifting a little bit, like because he there early in the gospels, he was talking to the Pharisees. Now he's not only talking to them, he's talking about them. Talking about the Pharisees a lot. This all of this is about them, about their attitudes. So, um, so here it goes. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! Hey, thanks for the ideas of how to describe this. Appreciate that. Uh, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. You yourselves do not enter, nor will you let those enter who are trying to get in. Who are trying to trying to? You're the worst. You're guarding the keys. You're guarding the door to the kingdom, and you're not going in, and you're not letting anyone else in. Who want to go in? Verse fifteen. Woe, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You travel over land and sea to win a single convert. And when you have succeeded, you you make them twice as much a child of hell as you are. Woo! 
Jesus is on fire right here, man. He's burning them. He's like, you convert people to what? To your to your dead religion. You don't convert them to a vibrant life and fellowship with God. You convert them to this legalistic, life-defeating religion. You make them just as twice a child of hell as you are. Ooh. what he said. Verse 16. What are you blind guides? Blind guides. How about that? You say, if anyone swears by the temple, it means nothing. But anyone who swears by the gold of the temple is bound by an oath. You foolish, you blind fools. Which is greater, the gold or the temple that makes the gold sacred? You also say, if anyone swears by the altar, it means nothing. But anyone who swears by the gift on the altar is bound by an oath. You blind men, what is greater, the gift or the altar that makes the gift sacred? Therefore, anyone who swears by the altar swears by it and by everything on it. And anyone who swears by the temple swears by it and everything, everything and by the one who dwells in it. And anyone who swears by heaven swears by God's throne and by the one who sits on it. They're just, they're just making all these exceptions and and layers and exemptions and special cases. And Jesus is just pointing out how illogical it is, how foolish it is, and really driving home to the heart. Verse 23, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You give a tenth of your, you, so you tithe, you tithe your spices, your mint, your dill, your cumin, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law. Justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You blind guides, you strain out a gnat, but swallow a camel. They're saying, look, you 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 tithe all about you. That's how that's how tithing was done, right? They took a tenth of their of what they had. He's like, that's that's fine. That's fine to do a tenth and being very specific about giving a tenth of everything you have to God. They were very meticulous about that. He's like, yeah, but here's the problem. You forgot the most important thing. Justice, mercy, faithfulness. He says, I'm not saying to stop that. In fact, he says that. He says, you should continue doing the former and also add, do the things that are most important, which is to have your life and passions surround the things that God cares most about, which are justice, mercy, and faithfulness, for example. So he's saying, you strain out a gnat and swallow a camel. So you, you, you this, right, you, you, this is a, just an analogy about um, priority, right? And perspective and like emphasis, like you're, 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 you can't see the forest for the trees, so to speak, right? Like you're missing, you're worried about a gnat, but you're you're missing the camel. You're worried about a gnat, you know, because you get had to uh, so that your food would be kosher. You make sure there was no gnats or foreign insects in your food. So you're straining out gnats, but you're eating a camel. That's what Jesus is saying. Man, we can't let that happen with our, with our faith. Sometimes, sometimes in our own faith, we can get so fixated on the, you know doctrines and opinions and perspectives. And we start, you know, dissecting that down to this most the most narrow thing. 
It's like you missed a camel, man. You're, you're, you're straining out a gnat and you're, you're eating a camel. You're eating this uh, dead religion. Verse 25. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. He's kind of got a theme going here. <laughs> kind of got a theme here. Woe to you, Pharisees and teachers of the law, you hypocrites. You clean, this one's legit, right? You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisees. First, clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside will also be clean. Right, so you spend all your time making sure all this around here on the outside is clean. Make sure it's all shiny. But you're not dealing with what's inside, which in this case is coffee, and it's pretty good. But you need to clean out the inside. Some of your life, right? Your heart, your, 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 your person. You're worried about the way your external things, the way you look, the way people see you, the way you look religious, look um godly but most of that work needs to be more of that work needs to be taking place inside right uh verse because it's verse 29 what do you teach us of the law you pharisees hypocrites you build tombs for the prophets and decorate the graves of the righteous and you say if we had lived in the days of our ancestors we would not have taken part with them in shedding the blood of the prophets so you testify against yourselves that you that you are the descendants of those who murdered the prophets. Go ahead, go ahead then and complete what your ancestors started. Mm. Jesus is saying, you know, you're you're part of that same line. You're, you're part of that same legacy of destroying and um, prophets, messengers of God. You're part of that same legacy. That same bloody, unfortunate legacy. Verse 33. You snakes. There's a new title. Not much better. <laughs> He's, he shifts from you hypocrites. Now he just says, you snakes. You brood of vipers. How will you escape being condemned to hell? He's talking to Pharisees. Therefore, I'm sending you prophets and sages and teachers. Some of them you will kill and crucify. Others you will flog in your synagogues and pursue from town to town. And so upon you will come all the righteous blood that has been shed on earth from the blood of the righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, the son of Barakah, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar from the Old Testament. Truly, I tell you, all this, I, all of, I tell you, all this will come on this generation. It's like you're guilty because you're you're the same. You're doing the same things. I mean, this is kind of a moment of like, um, it kind of shows the heart of Jesus for for his people. He he's grieving. Like he's, you can tell kind of in the previous, the tone of the of the previous verses. There's anger, frustration. Verse thirty seven kind of strikes a different kind of note. It's more of a somber, sad note unfortunate it's like it's almost not like it's not like an angry voice i was like man this it's just so unfortunate it's heartbreaking watch what he says verse 37 jerusalem jerusalem you who kill the prophets and stone those who sent you how often i have longed to gather you gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings 
and you were not willing. Look, your house has left you desolate, for I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Wow. How often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you are not willing. And he says, look, your house has left you desolate. So he said, you know, we, we do that, man. You see people whose lives are running in the opposite direction of the Lord. <clears throat> and, and you just say, how's that working for you? <laughs> How is that working for you? How is it working for you not having God guide your life? How is it working for you not being led and uh, guided and corrected by the Holy Spirit? How's that working for you? How's your marriage working? How's your... How's your business working? How's life working? That's kind of what Jesus says to the to Jerusalem. He's like, so Jerusalem, I wanted to gather you. I wanted to protect you. I wanted to shelter you. I wanted to guide you. I wanted to love you. I wanted to be in relationship with you. But you were not willing. And then he says, what? You're, you're, how's it working for you? <laughs> how's it working for you? Well, not very good. Your house has left you desolate. And so, um, you know, I think that's I think that's what we have to think about, too. You know, it's like. Um, we see people in our lives and even our own lives. God wants to have this fellowship with us. He wants to guide us and direct us. He wants to to uh, to parent us in the in the best possible sense of that, to raise us, to grow us, to develop us. Um, and when we, we, we neglect that, the ending is never, never good. Um, so that's so you can hear that that remorseful, not remorseful, that that somber tone in Jesus's voice, you know, it's like, I wanted to gather you, Jerusalem. I wanted to gather you, but you were not willing, despite how broken your house is right now. Um, you were unwilling. We see people in our lives like that, and it's just heartbreaking, right? It's like, man, if you would just give God a chance, <laughs> if you would just put God first, you know, things could be so different. Um, but it goes back to what we read at the beginning, right? You got to humble yourself for those who exalt themselves will be humbled. And those who humble themselves will be exalt, exalted. Verse 12 goes right back, right back to that. So, all right, you guys, thanks for being on today. Let's, uh, you know what we do? We read a chapter, then we pray, uh, and then we'll change the world. So, hey, let's pray. Thank you guys for being here. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for um, the power um, of the gospel, the power of the words of Jesus. Um, Lord, I pray that um, you would apply these words to our hearts as we think about our own lives and the condition of our own hearts. Lord, we don't we do not want to be um, to have the leaven of the Pharisees in our lives. We want to be pure and holy and uh, be filled with justice and mercy and faithfulness as your word um, instructs us. Lord, not to neglect the uh, the former things but to add to those things the most important, which is justice, mercy, faithfulness. Lord, we pray that today you would clean out the inside of the cup, Lord, that our, our hearts and minds and spirits would be clean, Lord, that we would have pure motives and pure intentions, that um, that our, um, our motivations would be driven by what is what you desire and what's good for people, a love for God and a love for others. May that be the driving force in our lives today. Um, Lord, thank you that you love us. Thank you that you desire to, to, um, to guide us and to, to um, 
shepherd us. Lord, you, you are a good father. You are a good, good parent to us, and, and you love us so much, and we thank you for that. Lord, I pray for my friends today, whatever they're facing, whatever they are have to deal with today, whatever decisions, choices, um, hills they must climb today, Lord, may you give them strength and courage um, to face it and to conquer it in your name. Um, Lord, for um, those who just uh, have decisions to make, have some um, sickness or even disease in their in their bodies and in their in their families, Lord, we pray for healing, pray for wholeness, pray that you would deliver each and every one that you would raise them up. Lord, we love you. We give you thanks for your word. We thank you for this time together today. And we uh, we give this day to you. And we ask that we might be your hands and feet today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for being on today. You guys are awesome. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.